part seven of our detox series, and today we're talking about examining our understanding of Christianity. Examining our understanding of Christianity. Follow more, lead less. Write that down. Follow more, lead less. Siobhan, every time you lead, the anointing grows greater. And um, I don't want to keep prophesying to you, but I've said it before. Um, the world needs you. And notice I didn't say the church. The world has need of you. Stay pure. Stay open. Don't get tainted by what we call gospel music. And allow God to move through you how he wants to move through you. Um, I believe, how many of y'all been really enjoying this series? Raise your hand. Okay. Um, just, just walking through slowly. I hadn't planned on being in it this long, but I realized yesterday that we're only at the halfway point. So we'll carry this into next year because I believe there are some things we need to unlearn aggressively. A lot of what we call the church was God's never, it was never God's intent. And a lot of what we do under the umbrella of Christianity doesn't even um, 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 it, it's not in harmony with the heart of God. And we've built these things, we've erected these things, and you know it's not necessarily of God because there's very little fruit. And how do you keep doing something with no fruit? How do we keep having church with no manifestation of Jesus? How? How? I, I, I want to get to the point where everything we've taken as as just common, I, I don't want that no more. I, you know, I, I started watching television in my house and the TV started to get blurry. And so I, I kind of didn't deal with it for a while. Then I went to the eye doctor and said, well, you need bifocals. I said, well, no, I don't need no bifocals. You know, I'm a man of faith. You know, you give the church response. And, and so they gave me these bifocals and um, I, 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 I don't clap because I'm trying to tell you something. We got to get to a point in the body of Christ where there is no lack among us, not just when it comes to money. Our eyes work, our kidneys work, our heart pumps right. Come on here. And we've made these things just common for us. So I'm 50, almost 50 years old and I have to wear these things. And so I'm walking around here and doing worship. And I, I, had to, I had to go back over there because I was about to fall out because I'm dizzy with him. And I'm like, well, is that the Holy Ghost or is that the medicine? Or, I don't know what it is. <laughs> well, pastor, you're getting old. When you get old, your eyes go. I, don't, I didn't find that in Scripture. <laughs> when you get old, you're going to have the aches and pains. That's not in Scripture. These are things we have accepted in the body of Christ that was never God's intent for us. He was wounded for our transgressions. He come on here. He was broken so we don't have to be broken. He, 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 the finished work of Jesus Christ sealed our eyesight even. So why are we singing about these things but not having them manifest in our living? Because we got to unlearn some stuff. We have really good church but really low fruit. We have really good church. Good church, but we fail in life. 
and, 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 and we're going we gonna to walk through it. So he, he says, don't rush this. Um, the Lord calls me Reg because I'm his favorite. He said, don't. <laughs> he, said, he said, don't rush this, Reg, because we're only at the halfway mark. This was only the introduction. Because some things I'm going to begin to release next year, it may challenge. Well, it's, I know it's going to challenge what you've been told. What you've been told that you didn't research yourselves. See, in, in the book of Acts, they went back and searched the scripture to make sure what the apostles were saying was true. And we don't always do that. We take our apostle and our prophet and our pastor's word at face value. And I get that. I do get it. But we have erased our own devotional and study life. And so we come in here on Sunday sometimes to get our church card punched to say, I did it. I was there. And that is not enough. And this time that we're living in has taught us um, to have an obsession with leading, with being the boss, with entrepreneurship, with managing, with control, with being in charge of our own life. That, my friend, is dangerous. One of the worst things you can tell somebody is, girl, just be you. Man, just do you. It's hard to do you when you don't know who you are. It is in him that we live and move and have, come on, our being. And we have lost the primary, write this down. We've lost the primary calling for us who believe in Jesus, and that is fellowship. Write that down. Fellowship. You know if you've been here any amount of time, I'm a teacher in the body of Christ. I'm a teacher. That's just the grace that's on my life. I want to make sure that when we come here, you leave here all the time with some degree of understanding so you can apply what you've heard and be better. Yes. The church has failed at being better. We got conference on top of conference. We got seminar on top of seminar. We got workshop on top of workshop. We got class on top of class. And folks still got bad credit. They have still nappy. They don't have money in their account. They can't, they mad with their husband. They, they, they back hurt and their feet hurt. They got a knot on their knee. What, what is the deal with that? I, 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 what, what are we doing? And I told you, and I told London, if we're not going to have a community where we can gradually grow, we can grow in the things of God, we can be more Christ-like and God-like and see the manifestation of Jesus in our life. Not perfect, but he's perfecting that which concerns us. If we ain't going to do that, we can shut this down. We can go to the bank. We'll divvy the money between all the givers, and we can go, go back home. Because what are we doing? I didn't come here to have church. He says, he didn't come that you may have church. I come that you may have life. And have it come on in abundance to the full till it overflows. And life is everything that concerns you. Then he told us, I've given you all things that pertain to life and godliness. I've already given them to you. So while we're still begging for them. So this follow thing is, it kind of hit me as I was looking through this. Um, in Matthew chapter number four, um, fellowship is a continual decision to follow Jesus. This may seem elementary, but it is big. I'm going to show you in a minute why, why it's so big. I'm going to show you why it's so big. Okay, look at Matthew chapter 4, verse 18, King James Version. Thank you, Prophet Joseph Waller, for being with us this morning. Bless you, sir. I've never met you before. I saw you on Facebook. Y'all, come on. Y'all know we honor people here. It is, it, is always, it is always an honor when people choose to fellowship with you on a Sunday morning. 
because you know there's a million churches in Chicago and on the west side and there's four in your block, one in your alley and two in your car and when they stop by here <laughs> there's churches everywhere <laughs> and Jesus walking by the sea of Galilee saw two brethren, Simon called Peter and Andrew his brother casting a net into the sea for they were fishers, said they were fishers they were, they were not only fishers, they were good at what they did. Look at here. And Jesus walking by the Sea of Galilee saw two, that's the same thing, verse 19. And he said unto them, follow me, follow me, and I will make you fishers of men. And he saw them doing what they did best, and he says, hey, follow me, and I will make you. We can stop and preach that right there. Follow me, and I will make you. Verse 20. Come on, verse 20, and they straightway, they, what, what does straightway mean? Man, that's, that's, that's a jacket you wearing now, brother. That's a jacket. That's a bold statement, man. It's nice, though. Y'all, he's been with us since how old were you when you came with us? 19 years old. And he's about 43 now. Y'all celebrate. Are you 43? 41. That's, that's longevity, man. That, that beats 30 churches in two weeks. But, you know, we can bounce to some churches, man. We can go to some churches. I'm, I'm over here now. Now I'm over here. All right, and they, and they straightway. What does straightway mean? Huh? Left their nets and followed him. They did it immediately. Come on. And going on from thence, he saw other two brethren, James, the son of Zebedee, and John, his brother, in the ship with Zebedee, their father, uh, mending their nets, and he called them. Verse 22, and they immediately, come on, how soon did they do it? Left the ship and their father <laughs> and followed him. It was an immediate decision, listen to me carefully. To leave all and follow Jesus. They dropped everything. I'm not saying for you to quit your job, for you to leave your family. See, I, I went home today and I heard the message and Lucius, the Lord spoke and said to leave you and follow Jesus. And I'm going to call my boss first thing in the morning to tell her I ain't working here no more because the job ain't numbered work and I'm leaving you to follow Jesus. It's not what I'm speaking of. Said that is not what he's talking about. <laughs> But it's, write this down, but it's a decision to walk away from your will, your agenda, write it down, what you thought, what you had planned for your future. It's a decision to walk away from your will, your agenda, what you thought. And what you had planned for your future. And many believers have not done this. Many believers, I don't care how long you've been in church, you've not made this decision. You got a little bit of Jesus and a little bit of you. A little bit of his plan, a little bit of yours. It's a decision to walk away from your will. We all have one. Your agenda. What you thought, this, I like this one, or what you had planned for your future. What you had planned. When Jeremiah says, I have it all planned out. 
That's what God is telling us. It's a total, listen to me carefully, it's just detox. We got to detox because we've been expecting fruit in areas we've not sown. That we don't even have understanding. And we've been doing the wrong thing for a long time, expecting good fruit, and it's not happening, and we're getting frustrated. And people are saying, I'm done with church. I'm done with this. I'm done with the God thing because I tried this. No, what you tried was your own way. Let us not be weary in doing well, doing what is right. Uh, um, um, we gotta, it's called his righteousness, his way of doing and being right. The reason we are weary is because we're in our own doing. It's what we thought, what we had planned, our agenda, our will, what we want to do. And Jesus, I like this, never referred to his followers as Christians. Write that down. Let's, let's, let's do some work here. Go to Matthew 16. Are y'all still here? The word Christian is only used in the New Testament three times. Look at, it, look at it for yourself. And it was always somebody referring to them as Christians. Usually because they were being persecuted. They were first referred to as Christians at Antioch. Now, now Sunday mornings, teaching. Um, devotion night. Um, community talk. We unpack more. Say unpack more. That's why you got to tune in on Tuesdays and Wednesdays. I don't understand, Pastor Twan, how we just can't turn on our phone, our TV, our laptop, our iPad, our pager, whatever you use, and just listen to the message. From wherever you are in the world, you ain't got to come to the building, you ain't got to find no park, you ain't got to brush your teeth, you ain't got to comb your hair, you ain't got to put on no clothes, just turn it on and listen. Come on, man. We got to make better decisions going into this new year. Because if you're going to the new year telling what God's going to do, and you ain't done. Because I used to have this big deal every new year. It wasn't called a resolution. It was called a, 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 a faith thing or a vision thing. And we had all this was going to do. And what we didn't realize is we took the same us over until the next year. Doing the same thing, expecting different results from God. It doesn't work like that, people of God. It, does, it just doesn't. So, so we're going to unpack more. We unpack more on Tuesdays and Wednesdays. You got to tune in. You got to tune in. You at work, when you get home, tune in. You got something going on, tune in later, but you got to tune in. And don't watch for watching's sake. It's not attendance. It is opportunity to grow in the things of God. It is opportunity to gain understanding. Come on here. And, 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 so, and so they referred to, as Christians first at Antioch, um, Jesus, this is what he always called his people. He always calls his disciples, called them disciples, his disciples, not Christians. And he would always challenge them by saying, follow me. He never said, become a Christian. It's not a club we join. He never said, become a believer. Believers only use 11 times in the, in the New Testament. He always challenged us to be disciples and to follow. 
The term follower or disciple is used 260 times in the New Testament alone. And here is the shocking truth. Some have never made a decision to follow. Yes, you are saved. You being saved and making a decision to follow are two different things. Oh, my. I I said, oh, my. Me having a, 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 a subscription or a a membership to the LA Fitness and me going down there every day and using the stuff is two different things. Because we had an LA Fitness membership and we sold good seed there for three years. I mean, every month we gave them their tithe. And then even drive by there. So you saying I go to church? You saying I'm a Christian? You saying I'm a believer? It's two different things from you making a decision to follow Jesus. The principles by which this thing is built. And you know we're getting away from that. Because you see so much carnality now among the community of believers. And it's like, it's the new way of doing things. You make me mad, I'm going to cuss you out. That is not in there. You're making a decision not to follow Jesus. So miss me with your conference and your threshing room floor. We got to get back to the basics, the things that cause us to live the life he intended for us to live. So what? You can prophesy to everybody that comes by. But do you love people? Yes, you can sing, but do people like you? Are you rude and unkind and pushy? Are you nasty? See, we don't want to talk about that. Just get me to the next conference. And I've been there. I've done that. I'm like, God, it's got to be a different way than us just piling in here like herd, getting four speakers, having lunch, getting four more speakers, having lunch, having a guest artist, and then going home. It's got to be more than that. Some have never made a decision to follow Jesus. Matthew 16, 24. Then said Jesus unto his disciples, Matthew 16, 24. If any man will come after me, let him deny himself, take up his cross. Look at here. What does it mean to follow Jesus? If any man will come after me, let him, oh God, let him deny him. You know, most of the issues can be traced back to self-centeredness in the world, not just the church. The world is very self-centered. And that shouldn't be named among us. Take up his cross. And follow me. Look at Luke 9. Luke 9. Come on, Luke 9. Oh, my. And he said to them all, verse 23, Luke 9, 23, if you can put it on the floor, that'll be great in front of me. If not, we good. Um, He said to them all, if any man will come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross. How often? Oh, 
and follow me. His cross, look at this, put that on the screen. His cross is what he did. He denied himself. He denied his will. He carried it one time. It's how we are saved. He says, Lord, can you, can you do something different? You got a different plan here. He says, oh, that's okay. Not, not my will. Let me deny myself. Your will be done. That's his cross. What is our cross? What we do. It's what he did. It's what we do. We deny ourselves. We die to self. It's to be carried every day. Say every single day. And it's how we are changed. Transformation is not optional in this walk. How are you not changing? How are we not transforming every day into the image of Christ? He's perfecting that which concerns us. How, how is it that every year um, there are some the same things going on in our life? This shouldn't be happening. There are some things that I dealt with last year I shouldn't be dealing with this year. Yeah, last year I may have had a nasty attitude. We got to the root of why I had that attitude. I, I, I got some healing. Um, I went through the word, let the word change my soul because that bitterness is hitting your soul. It affects your thinking, your choosing, your feeling, your intellect, your imagination. I got some healing and now I'm free. And we can move forward. That's part of detox too because we thought freedom comes from people laying hands on you and pouring oil on you and I got up free. And I got up feeling refreshed sometimes and then got home and realized it was still going on. So now what? And then the church, because we think we got to have the answer for everything, when Jesus is the answer, point to go back to Jesus, we said, well, just pray harder. And we try to work. So who prayed for you? Was it a young elder or an old elder? Does that even matter? What kind of oil they use? I know what it is. Do you go to a prophetic church or you do, do the, the gifts in your? It's all this excuses. As if God can't be God even with our limitations. Matthew 10. <sighs> Matthew 10, 38 in the CEV. And unless you are willing, that's the contemporary English version. I, I, I check them all out. I want it to be as plain to me as possible. Sometimes you read the King James and the Dusses and the Dowis and the who for Dowis and Zebedee shot Abraham and Abraham kicked Sarah and Sarah for two now with her. You don't know what you read. And unless you are willing to take up your cross and come with me, you are not fit to be Jesus. Because there should be, if you are being discipled, some of the person discipling you should be in you. At some point, you should begin to become your teacher. And I ain't just talking about Jesus. Because Paul said, and I want you to deal with this this week. Paul said, follow me as I. See, we ain't ready for that. 
Come on, go to, go, to, go to Matthew 19. Matthew 19, look at the Amplified Bible. And why do we like the Amplified? Because it amplifies it. Come on here. I love when class is in session. Because we didn't sit too long and not learn nothing. <laughs> yeah, thank God for churches and communities that are, that are really going after us getting understanding. So we can grow in every area of our life. Jesus answered in verse 21 in the Amplified. This is, this is the offer Jesus made to this rich young ruler. Look at this. Look, look. He says, he says, if you wish to be perfect, that is, have spiritual maturity that accompanies godly character with no moral or ethical deficiencies. Go and sell what you have and give the money to the poor. And you will have treasure in heaven and come... And do what? Follow me, me, becoming my disciple, believing and trusting in me and walking the same path of life that I walk. That's it right there. Walk the same path of life that I walk. Look, look, next verse. But when the young man heard this, he was grieved. He was distressed. He was like, wait, wait, wait now. Why? Because he had his own agenda, his own will, what he thought, what he had planned for his future. He owned much property and had many possessions, which he treasured more than his fellowship or relationship with God. He was not ready to follow Jesus. And you said, well, this is a message for new converts or people that are not saved. Because surely, Reverend, I've been saved all my life and I got two degrees and two certificates in prayer and I've taught Sunday school and, and, and I started the Thresh and Flow ministry and I got, and that doesn't mean anything because I realized in going through this Elder Floyd there are areas in my life that I've not completely decided to follow Jesus as the pastor I got you God but this part I got me and London we didn't figure this part out Thank you. He says, no, no, no. And that's why you keep running up on frustration and depression and all these different things, not because the devil's on your back, but because you choose not to follow Jesus. I'm not saying when you follow him, ain't going to be no issue. How many of y'all, done, how many of y'all since you've been saved and following Jesus in some areas, you've had some issue. Come on, raise your hand. You've had some trouble. Raise your hand. You've had some outright heartache. Raise your hand. Some disappointments. Come on. Lied on, cheated, talked about, mistreated, mute, scorned. No, just. <laughs> John 1, John 1, 35. I'm just talking to you today. I'm never preaching you a sermon again. I'm not doing it. We're just going to talk. It's community talk. We're going to take questions. We're going we're to we're do all that in the service, in the, in the gathering. Because whatever we got to do for you to leave here, us to leave here saying, you know what? I got it this time. Now I can go home and do something with it. Yes. There are plenty of things in my house that I don't have, Shante, and I don't even know how to work them. Because I never took the time to get understanding. So what I do is I just push the button and play with the thing till it works. Or I call somebody, Justin! They could be up on the third floor. Hey, come here. How you, how you get to this thing right here? I know you'd be looking at me like, 
Like, dude, like, like, where's your Holy Ghost? You talking about this Holy Ghost, man? Where you at? Because if you don't have understanding, you will always be defeated in that area. If you don't have understanding in an area, you always be defeated in that area. Until you get revelation in an area, you'll always lose there. He says, he says, he says, he says, who do men say out there that I am? And they would say, well, you say you John the Baptist, you one of the prophets, you Jeremiah. He says, I got it, but 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 because he asked the first question to lead to the second. He says, but who do you say that I am? And a lot of them was like, well, I just told you they said Jeremiah. I said, no, who do you say? And Peter said, well, can I speak for a second? Um, thou art the Christ, son of the living God. And he said, ooh. He said, you didn't get that from the street. He said, this is what I'm going to do. This is what I'm going to do. This is what I'm going to do. Upon this rock, upon that revelation you just received, I'm going to build my church. So you can't build without revelation. Divine revelation. Downloads from heaven. We should have daily downloads from heaven. Hey, stop, stop, stop. Not daily downloads to preach, to teach, or to, to do your ministry. But daily downloads regarding your children. And daily downloads regarding your budget. And daily downloads about your washing machine. And daily downloads about, come on here. Daily downloads. If you're going to sell a bag, you're going to move a state. Downloads by my, my teenage children that I don't know what to do with right now. Daily downloads. We've made this thing called Christianity or the church so deep. And it's about us gathering here having a good time. Thank God for inspiration. But I'll take information above inspiration any day. Because you give me the information, I'll make my own inspiration. But if you give me all inspiration, that's going to last till I get back home and get slapped again. Because I had a great time and I turned around three times and God's about to do it. And I got home and my husband's still doing what he was doing. Or my wife's still doing what she was doing. Or my kids still, I'm like, oh, man. Now I'm down again. But when I have information, I can stand in the face of anything because I know I understand and I am convinced that this word is going to work on my behalf. How many of y'all convinced? Don't raise your hand so quick. Don't give me church answers. How many of you are convinced? Because if you were convinced, your countenance would show. Your, if you were convinced, your emotions would show. Yep, I'm going through a rough time right now, but I'm convinced that what he said is going to come to pass on my behalf. So my face shows it. I worship. I smile. Yeah, you ain't got no I'm going through. You ain't got no I'm going through. You ain't got no I'm going through. We wear our going through like a, a Gordon Gut Trail. Stop it. Stop it. When you're convinced, I can come in here 
with my hair done and my, or if I ain't got no money to get it done, I'm going to tie it up in a knot. I'm going to put on my best outfit. I'm coming to worship. And at home can be in shambles. My husband acting up and my wife and the kids and this is going crazy and this one just died and my wife got a diagnosis, but I am not moved by what I see or how I feel. I'm only moved by the word of God. I believe that no weapon formed against me shall ever manifest in my life. I'm convinced. got to be convinced and I get it I get it that's why when these things happen and you're not convinced it's not to be beat up or condemned I got some growing to do when 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 London went through her thing last year I wasn't fully convinced even as a pastor I know the word I know God but I said now wait a minute now wait because it's one thing to confess it it's one thing to sing it it's one thing to laugh around the church it's another thing when you go in that office with that doctor and he said now wait a minute we thought we saw this or we did see this come back next week and between this week and next week you're like oh my god I know you're blessed and highly favored I know you believe God but, but some got in there and, and you, don't, you don't need a boatload of doubt just need a crack Just a crack. Just a, just a slit in the levees. And over time, that thing begins to grow. It's kind of like going in, it's like going in your break room to eat at work. And, and you heard somebody say, I heard they're going to be laying off next month. You heard somebody else say that they're going to be laying off next month. And you said, don't they lay me off. All right, I ain't going to think about that. God, God my provider. And you got on the train to go home and says, I got mortgage. So I hope they don't lay me off. But you know what? I ain't got time. I ain't gonna deal with all that stuff. God's gonna get, God got me with God's what happens. I'm good. You got home and ready to eat dinner? And because and, you, you, let, you let a slit in. So them thoughts. Because words are spirit. And words are life. And they are containers going somewhere to manifest. Words are, are little containers going somewhere to man. So watch what you're releasing. And, and you go from, I, they, you heard somebody say they were going to be maybe laying off next month to you at home freaking all the way out because you done lost your job, saw yourself in the welfare line, temporarily laid off, all that stuff. You're like, wait a minute. How did I get here? And that, you know, that ain't good times, right? We be lucky we got them. Good times. Yeah. And when you watch the show, ain't, ain't, no, ain't no good times in that show. One of the reasons, I, I might have some issues, but financial issues ain't one of mine because I got revelation that every long time ago. Long time ago. So I give God what belongs to him. I give all the time. I'm in a season now when I go out to eat because, you know, we like to go out and eat. Y'all can tell. Hey. <laughs> Hook your waiter up. Yeah. 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 I ain't giving her no $20. My food one but 15 Hook her up. Yeah. Or him. Hook him up. Because I will never be broke another day in my life. Come here, come here, Derry. You're so faithful. 
you work this thing here, y'all that's at home, you can quote all day, you ain't going to be broke. But if you ain't giving and participating in God's plan that you never be broke, you're going to be broke. What he said? Y'all teaching me what they say? It's good stuff. Oh, are you still here? Okay, yeah. You. Is that thing heavy? It's not heavy. You working it though, ain't you? Give, give him five hundred dollars. Yeah. Give her your cash out. Give him five hundred. Again, the, he said, you need me to serve her? <laughs> okay, verse 35. I, I got, okay, they say I'm out of time. Because there's no clock here no more. It's, it's my church. It's my church. I'm going to keep going. Because <laughs> no, I'm just playing. Okay, verse 35. Again, the next day, John was standing with two of his disciples. Come on, I got, I'm going to take 10 minutes because I got to go. Two of his disciples. And he looked at Jesus as he walked along and said, look, the Lamb of God. And the two disciples heard him say this, and they, come on, we over here, y'all. What y'all doing? And they what? Okay. Come on, verse 38. And Jesus turned and saw them following him. He saw them following him. Can people see you following him? And he asked them, what do you want? And they said, Rabbi, which, translate, which translated means teacher. They said, where are you staying? Ooh, this is, this is, I, can you unpack this? I want you to unpack this. This, this, this is, because I don't have time. This right here, this right here. Ooh, this is, you want something deep that's deep. No, really, it's deep. On surface, it's reading, oh, yeah, it's deep. He says to them, come and you will see. So they went with him. And saw where he was staying, and they stayed with him that day. It was about the 10th hour. That's a whole lot in there. They decided to follow Jesus and said, where you going? Because where you going, that's where we going. One of the two who heard what John said, and as a result, followed Jesus. As a result, followed Jesus. Was Andrew, Simon Peter's brother. Andrew brought Simon to Jesus. Oh, this is so deep. Hey, never said, this is so deep. It's so deep. Jesus looked at him and said, you are Simon, the son of John. Jesus immediately began speaking to the man's life. You shall be called Cephas, which is translated Peter. Look, 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 look. And the next day, Jesus decided to go into Galilee. And he found Philip and said to him, follow me, not be a Christian. Because everybody's a Christian. I mean, everybody's a Christian. He says, follow me. As my disciple, accepting me as your... Oh. Oh. Because he's more than just Savior. When you follow, he becomes Lord. He becomes master, manager, ruler, supervisor. He in charge of you. How many of you he is in charge of you? Don't raise your hand. Don't raise your hand. Don't raise your hand. 
in charge of you. I didn't say he in charge of your money, but not your relationships. I didn't say he in charge of this, but not he in charge of you. Man. When you go home, sit down and go through your list and be honest with yourself of what he's in charge of and what you say, I got this part though. I bet you got some parts that you said, I got this part. I love you, Lord, but I got this part because you don't know my mom and them. And you don't know how long I've been. And I don't work, so I got this part. He don't know your mom and them? How he don't know your mom and them? He says, accepting me as your master and teacher and walking the same path of life that I walk. We just read that somewhere else. Did we not just read that somewhere else? Real quick, John 6, and I got to go. It's 11.35. I'll be done at 11. <sighs> okay, John 6. <laughs> Are you following Jesus? Why are you following Jesus? What kind of follower are you? Now we take time to break this down and we put these slides up because I want you to get it. I want you to see it. I want you to get it. Some folk get by seeing. Elder helped us out. We all learn and process differently. It ain't that some people just ain't paying attention. They process different. I'm talking and they only got uh, this much, you know, what do you call it? This much um, attention. So they're like, after 10 minutes, they checking something else out. I get it. But I can't do it in 10 minutes. So if you, if you only got a 20-minute frame, get the 20 and go back and listen later. But get it. Jesus talks so on the man, fell out the roof and died. Didn't he? He's in the window, fell out the window and died. And he was still preaching. But I like this. You fall out and die up in here, we ought to be able to raise you up. That's, this is what the church has to get back to. Not just singing about miracles, signs, and wonders, but actually sing them in every gathering. See, when I grew up, when I grew up, Shante, we didn't have a meeting without miracle signs, and wonders. Not nan meetings. I grew up in Shambach meetings and A. Allen meetings and, 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 and when Benny Hinn first started, I was going to those meetings and all of these, back then you had what was called road evangelists and they drive from state to state and stop at your church, be there for a week, but they, they were powerful men and women of God and I grew up in those atmospheres and that was not a service, not man, Monday, Sunday service, a Wednesday service, a special service, whatever, it was not miracles, signs and wonders. You saw the manifestation of Jesus every time you gathered. Pastor, my back hurt. Come here. Sit down. Let me see your legs. One this shorter than another. Grow out in Jesus' name. Boom. That was the end of that. Next. I would go down to the, to the it's, it's on the south side. It's on Stony Island. What is it called? It was, not the Coliseum. It was called the, the Regal. And Shambach would be there. Oh, and I was a kid. And I would love to go. See, most kids wanted to go to ride the bike. I wanted to go see Shambach. See, I was old when I was young. And that's why the enemy has been after me ever since, because he knows what's on my life. That's why, that's why it, it benefits you to pray for your leaders. Oh no, we ain't perfect, but what's on my life, I didn't ask for it. It, it was on there before the foundation of the world, and it ain't going nowhere. 
just because you deem people not anointed no more don't mean they ain't anointed no more. What kind of, what was I saying? What was I saying? The Coliseum, the Regal. They would go to that Regal, man, and it wasn't no, I got a headache, no offense, but they would bring people in on stretchers. On stretchers, like in the Bible, the, the four people walked on stretchers. I mean, like people like sick, sick, like, like sick, 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 like, like not sick where y'all got a face to make up on and I'm live on Facebook. Not that kind of sick. You going live four times a day from the hospital, you ain't sick. I'm talking about sick, well, you ain't know where you at, sick. I'm talking about sick that you can die any minute, sick. And they'd walk them in there. And Shambach wouldn't play. He wouldn't, he wouldn't spend a whole lot of time talking and, and all that. He would just say, be healed in Jesus' name. Next. And they'd get up off the stretcher and walk out of the regal. What kind of God? It's the same God. The same God that was in the regal back then. It's the same God that's right here right now. What has happened? What has changed? My God. Us. We stop expecting God to do things. I got these glasses here. Praise God for these glasses. But I ain't wearing these glasses always. I'm not wearing these glasses always. <laughs> <laughs> what, what has changed? Here's what has changed. Look at John 6. Come on. Come on. It's 1139. I got to be done at 1145. Come on. And after this, Jesus went to the father, to, to the further side of the sea. See, now I'm rushing. <sighs> Says, slow down, pastor. Side of the Galilee, that is the Sea of Tiberias. And, and a great crowd was following him because... They had seen the signs, the miracles, which he continually performed upon those that were sick. They did not follow him because they necessarily believed in him, but they liked the eye candy of the meetings. So why are you following him? <laughs> it wasn't because they loved him, because the Jews hated him. But they were at every meeting. Every meeting. So they, they, was, they was there, but they weren't real followers. Look at, look at verse 23. Come on, verse 23. I got five minutes. Okay. But now, some other boats from Tiberias had come in near the place where they ate the bread after the Lord had given thanks. So the people finding that Jesus nor his disciples were there, they're like, well, wait a minute. They jumped in a small boat. And came to Capernaum looking for Jesus. They following Jesus. Where he at? And when they found him on the other side of the lake, they said to him, Rabbi, when you come over here? Be over there looking for you. You over here? And he answered them, I assure you most, because Jesus, he, he knew how to check people. <laughs> ain't, nothing like, ain't nothing like professional petty. <laughs> Jesus had an anointed petty. He says, <laughs> he says, I assure you most solemnly, you've been looking for me, but not because you saw the miracles and the signs, but because you were fed, because they had just finished eating, with the loaves 
and we're filled and satisfied. You came looking for me for what I can give to you. You, you weren't really following me. You got some loaves and stuff. And he's like, hey, let's find. Where he at? He left? Let's go over that way yet because he gave us some. I, I know it to be true. It's Rhonda, right? I know it to be true. People come here and they love God and God sent me here. Then they call the church for benevolence and we say, not this time, sister. Not this time, brother. Well, I'm out of here. But I thought God sent you here. And so we, we, we big on, we're going to bless you and help you. But at some point, you got to learn how to fish. Because now I'm wondering, are you, are you just here for, or are you here for, and I got to be, because you know how, and that's just ain't going. Don't get mad at the preacher. The preacher love everybody. But the preacher got to be wise too. Because sometimes folk be tripping. He says, verse 27, come on, I got two minutes. He says, stop toiling and doing and producing for the food that perishes and decomposes. Stop doing stuff that ain't got no fruit, that ain't going to last. But rather for the food which endures continually until life eternal. The Son of Man will give you or furnish you that for God the Father has authorized and certified him and put his seal of endorsement on him. And then go to verse 47, because now Jesus acts in too much. And we came over there because you were healing the people. You had a good prophetic meeting, and you had a good healing meeting, and y'all had a good worship night. We came over there for that, that was good. And then you gave us some food, and that was great. You said turkey giveaways and some benevolence. Thank God for Jesus. Hallelujah. Now he's saying, wait a minute, I'm going to need another level of yes from y'all as regards to your following. So he says, I assure you, verse 47, most often I tell you, he who believes in me, adheres to, trusts in, relies on, and has faith in me, has now possessed eternal life. I am the bread of life that gives life the living bread. Your forefathers ate manna, but they died in the wilderness. Verse 50, but this is the bread that comes down from heaven. If anyone eats of this bread, he will live forever. I'm rushing, but you see the scripture here. He said, come on over here to me. Follow me. Commune with me. Get deep with me. Fellowship with me. And he offended them. I thought you was a follower of Jesus. Look at verse number 59. And he said these things in the synagogue, which, he, which while he was teaching at, at Capernaum, verse 60, and when his disciples heard this, many of them, this is a hard and difficult and strange saying, an offensive and unbearable message. Who can stand to hear this? Who do you expect to listen to this and do this, Jesus? Look at verse 61. And Jesus knew within himself that they were complaining and protesting and grumbling about it. Leaders can feel the grumbling. Is this a stumbling block and offense to you? Does this upset and displease and shock and scandalize you? Verse 63 is the spirit who gives life. He's a life giver. The flesh conveys no benefit whatsoever. There's no profit in it. The word truth that I have been speaking to you. I see you, Sam. Next week. All right. Um, the word is truth that I've been speaking to you are spirit and life. Verse 66. After this. We five want to be a follower of Christ. 
I want to be one of his disciples. I want to walk in the newness of life. So let me be a follower of Christ. Come closer to me. Give me another yes. And it says, and many of his disciples drew back, returned to their old associations and no longer followed him. But she was a follower of Jesus. And many not drew of those that just came into the fold. Disciples. Disciplined ones. Those that understood the heart of God. It says that many of them left. Followed him no more. I ain't talking about leaving nobody church. I'm talking about left where you were in God. And you're seeing this. Because he asked them, Shantae, for something that wasn't a part of their will. Now, I'm going to serve. I'm going to come now. I'm going to do this, Lord. But now this part over here. Mm-mm. He says, eat of my flesh. Come on close to me. And he says, what, what kind of question? What, who asked that? How are you going to do that? And they left. Come on, Chris, y'all come on back up here. And, and they left. And they didn't follow him no more. That's deep, man. I didn't say they left and didn't come to church no more, or didn't follow their reverend, or they went to another ministry. I'm, not, I'm talking about you left and stopped following Jesus. That's strong, man. I said, that's strong. How many of you don't raise your hand? Don't raise your hand. Because I'm out of time. I'm all over this right here. I'm 15 minutes over time. How many of you, there are areas in your life? And just be honest. I ain't finna call no altar call. We ain't finna lay hands on you. We ain't finna do all that. I gotta go to lunch. Because sometimes we say, I ain't going to raise my hand. They're going to finish call, all to call. We're going to be all day praying for people. No, we ain't either. Because that's part of the detox too. Everything ain't got to happen right here. You need to go home, build your own altar. And let God minister to you. And you minister to him and deal with yourself. Commune with the Father. So we ain't doing that. I got, I got lunch business this afternoon. But how many of you know that that's good, Chris, that there's some areas in your life that you have decided not to follow Jesus in? You, 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 raise your hand. Raise your hand, raise your hand, raise your hand. So nobody. Okay. So this whole message, we missed it then. Let me ask you again. Huh? No, I, no, I said raise your hand. I had said wait then I had said you know when I stop talking I'm going to talk again so if if you know y'all messing up the pretty altar call now the altar you, you, you got me now okay you know this areas in your life 
that you have decided not to follow Jesus? Raise your hand. Thank you. Put your hand down. When you go home, because Jesus is not just present here. I tell folk all the time, yes, you should come and assemble. But even if you don't, just because you ain't been to this house don't mean he ain't been to your house. And I get it. Some people need time. And I get it. And when you go home today or tomorrow, carve out a space and sit with the Father. And y'all talk about this. Y'all commune about this. Let him minister to you. Let him give you some wisdom, some instruction. Let him download heaven for you. See, I'm putting pressure back, Elder, on the pews. I'm not, I'm not the pastor. We don't need you. We talk about, I don't need you all in line for me. Me to pray for you and hug you and counsel. I don't need that. I want to put it back on you. I'll pray with you. I'll counsel you. I'll help you. But you're not going to make, you're not going to push me up. Go to Jesus. He wants to help you. He wants to minister to you. He wants to love on you. He wants to bring correction and wisdom and, and, and kind of navigate you, steer you in the right direction. He wants to do that. Let him do it. And make a decision that whatever area you were not following Jesus in, following his life, following his principles, do that. It could be the simplest thing for you. Like people tell me all the time, like, y'all stand up, stand up. Some of y'all sleep. Stand up. Stand up. It's okay though. I know. People tell me all the time, Twan, only big stuff for me. What does big mean though? What does that mean, Shante? Because big for me can be me following Jesus with my budget and paying off these two credit cards and getting myself out of debt. That's big for me. Big don't mean I got a brand new house top of the year and a big old car top of the year. And I, that, don't, that, that ain't everybody's big. Big for you can be, I don't want to leave this year without fixing it with my sister. That's big for me. And I've not followed Jesus in that area. I've, I've allowed my flesh, my hurt, and my pain to navigate and dictate to me. And I don't want to do that anymore. Whew. 